Welcome to another program of Heart and Soul, playing the music of the church throughout the ages, from ancient modern hymns to songs of praise and worship from the early days to the songs of today. Heart and Soul comes to you each week with a Bible message also to encourage and challenge you. Now, here is your host for today's program, Jan Baker. In today's program, we'll consider broken and unbroken nets. I'm keen to hear more about that. And also, we'll hear a hymn written by a man who must have had one of the most difficult pastoral jobs that you could imagine. So let's get underway musically with the Adelaide Lutheran Choir. and soul.
old 100th or All People That On Earth Do Dwell. The Liverpool Cathedral Choir, joined by the Mass Choirs of Merseyside. You're listening to Heart and Soul. someone hurts you. Strike back or suffer in silence. Either way, you won't fix it. The best way to solve hurt is to forgive the person who caused it. It's hard to do, but it is possible. God forgives you for what you've done to hurt Him and others because of Jesus Christ. That's why you can now forgive those who hurt you. On the spot from face2face.org.au
the London Festival and Chorus with God of Abraham Praise. In a moment, a hymn by a pastor who had one of the most difficult pastoral experiences you could ever imagine. This is Heart and Soul, the music of the church throughout the ages. Martin Reinkart was a pastor in the 17th century Germany. He eventually wrote 17 volumes of poetry and many fine hymns, but life wasn't easy for Reinkart. His pastorate at Elenburg corresponded to the period of the Thirty Years' War. Elenburg was a walled city packed with refugees. Famine was an ever-present prospect, and there was periodic plague, such as the one in 1637 that killed thousands, including Reinkart's wife. Reinkart continued to minister to the sick and dying and buried four and a half thousand of his parishioners, sometimes fifty in a single day, always taking care to use the full burial service every time. Despite these severe conditions, Reinkart left us with lasting reminder about thankfulness in his hymn, Now Thank We All Our God. Thank you. 
Daystar, shine down on me. This is Heart and Soul and I'm Jan Baker. Don Marsh Orchestra and Chorus, Because He Lives, on Heart and Soul, the music of Maranatha Organisation, In His Time.
Is our regular speaker on heart and soul, the Reverend David Evans. David? One does not have to be a great fisherman to understand the principle that you can catch more with a net than what you can catch with a line. There are two accounts of miraculous catches of fishes in the Bible. In the first account in Luke, the disciples had fished all night without success. When Jesus therefore told them to let down the nets, Peter objected, saying it was no use, for they had toiled all night without success. I guess there was something of the thought of how impertinent this person should be. He, a non-fisherman, would dare to speak to a professional fisherman and to give them instructions on how they ought to operate. Nevertheless, reluctantly, Simon let down the net, and to his utter surprise, the net was so full that it broke and he had to call in help from neighbouring boats to land all the fish. How many fish escaped through the rent in the net we are not told, but there were enough left to fill both the little boats of the disciples. We are led to ask the question, why did Jesus permit the net to break with its subsequent loss of fish? He had told them to lower the nets. Why then the broken net? It was because of Peter's little faith and disobedience. Jesus had commanded Peter to let down the nets in Luke 5 and verse 4, that is, nets plural. He did not say one net, but all the nets. But Peter felt it was no use, and he said, Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Have you ever noticed that before? It's no use, Lord, but I'll let down one net to prove it, just to prove to you that what you've said is wrong. There's no use letting them all down, but Jesus had said, let down the nets. As a result, fish enough for several nets were caught in one net, and that net broke. I wonder 
if uh, Peter had let down the nets and had called in the other boats to let down their nets, whether all of the nets had been full. I believe that it would have been so. Oh, how we limit God by our unbelief. God wants us to expect big things when he works. There was a missionary by the name of William Carey, and William Carey had this tremendous saying. The saying was, Attempt great things for God and expect great things from God. How little is our faith at times? When God calls us to do great things, we feel that we can't even do small things. Nevertheless, at your word, Lord, we will let down the net, not nets, plural. Why don't we instead learn what it is to trust God today for great things, for he is a great God. There's a, a poem that goes like this. He knows, he loves, he cares. Nothing this truth can dim. He gives the very best to those who leave the choice with him. In the Christian life, the ground and secret of all increase is faithfulness. On another occasion, we read the story of Jesus turning water into wine. And this was the first of the miracles that he did in Cana of Galilee. And I'm very, very struck by the words of Mary to those who came and said to her, what should we do when Jesus asked them to bring pots of water? And Mary replied in these words, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Maybe the Lord has been speaking to you today and he's told you to do a certain thing and you've been questioning. You know, there is two words when put together really negate a lot of the things that God wants to do in our lives. God may speak to us and say a certain thing and we will use these two words and we will use them probably consistently and they are the words, yes, but, or four words, yes, but I think... And don't we get ourselves into so much trouble when we say yes but. God through Christ had promised fullness in the vessels of these fishermen. Even after they exhausted themselves and all their own possibilities and all their own expertise. God had said to them now you let down the nets. And instead Peter said I will let down the net one. And he got certainly a lot of fish, but he got a broken neck, net also for his trouble. The second story about a net in the Bible is about an unbroken net. And it's in John 21 and verse 11, where we read, Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty-three, and for all there were so many, yet was the net not broken. Isn't it interesting? that John records those last words. The net was not broken. Now John, who wrote this account, was amazed and surprised that the net full of fishes held and did not break. He must have been thinking of the previous experience that we've just talked about earlier in our meditation, where they also enclosed a multitude of fishes and the net had broken. And so in surprise, he writes, And for all there were so many, yet was the net not broken. The scene is similar to the scene in Luke 5. After the disciples spent a fruitless night of fishing without Jesus, the Lord said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship. Without Jesus in the boat, we're always fishing on the wrong instead of the right side, aren't we? We're always doing it the wrong way. But at Jesus' command, they cast the net on the right side and the net was full. But the amazing thing was, the net did not break. And the reason is evident. In Luke 5, Jesus had commanded them to let down several nets. Peter let down only one, and of course it had to break, with the load of fish in one net intended for several nets. But in this incident, in John 21, Jesus had told them to let down one net, and it had to hold. Oh, that we might learn to obey and trust him. What loss we too sustain when we refuse to believe his perfect command. What joy when we obey. There's a scripture in 1 Samuel 15:22 which goes like this, To obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. Sacrifice might be important in the Christian life, but obedience is more important. 
the great preacher and pastor in Korea, David Yongi Cho, pastoring the largest church in the world, was asked the secret of his success, and he answered in two words. He said, I pray and I obey. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. The man who earnestly seeks real success and the favor of heaven entrusts his fortune to Jesus Christ. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Do it with all your heart. Don't qualify it with your own thinking. Don't use the terms, yes, but, because that will bring you undone. May God help you and me to be so obedient to him that we will see tremendous blessings flowing into our lives as we walk every day obeying Him and trusting Him. O spotless Lamb that was slain for my salvation O spotless Lamb that carried all my guilt and shame On Calvary's cross you died for me Brought freedom from sin's slavery O spotless Lamb God's perfect sacrifice O spotless Lamb That was slain for my salvation O spotless Lamb That carried all my good Spotless Lamb, brought to us by Resource Christian Music.
bringing you the inspiration of Christian hymns and song, Heart and Soul. One aspect of Christian music that was excluded from some hymn collections in the 1970s is the idea of triumph. Some Christians then were concerned about triumphalism. This is perhaps only a brief glitch in Christian history because for most of the history of the faith, we've always been triumphant. Here's Billy and Sarah Gaines. Joseph saw himself as a ruler in his dreams. His brother sold him as a slave, never more to be seen. He did not understand he'd rule an Egypt land. And in the time of famine, he'd save them all by his hand. What they meant for evil, God meant for good. The Saxon Joseph finally understood. And so with us now, the things that God allows They turn into our triumph somehow Somehow Cause we're always triumphant Always victorious Though the storms of life may say that hope is gone Always triumphant Always victorious When our faith is anchored to the cornerstone And even in the final day of our last breath We'll receive eternal life that conquers death Cause we're always triumphant We're always victorious Thanks be to God who causes us to triumph Destroy the works of sin When soldiers nailed him to the cross It seemed that evil would win Satan did not know He'd be dealt a deadly blow For in three days Christ rose again To pay the debt that we owe What they did in hatred God's love for What seemed the loss our souls were saved And so with us now the things that God allows will turn into our triumph somehow, somehow. Cause we're always triumphant, always victorious. Though the storms of life may say that hope is gone. Always triumphant, always victorious. Always triumphant. Always victorious Though the storms of life may say that hope is gone Always triumphant Always victorious When our faith is anchored to the cornerstone And even in the final day of our last breath We'll receive eternal life that conquers death Cause we're always triumphant Always victorious Thanks be to God who causes us to triumph Thanks be to God who causes us to triumph Thanks be to God who causes us to triumph Thou art strong Jesus keep me From all wrong I'll be satisfied As long As I me walk close to thee just a closer
A Closer Walk With Thee with BJ Thomas. This is Heart and Soul, bringing you a classic track from the Bill Gaither trio, Jesus, What a Friend for Sinners, as well as I Will Sing the Wondrous Story. Let me hide myself 
I Belong to You from Hillsong's second worship CD. When someone risks or gives their own life to save the life of someone else, they're called a hero. It's great when someone steps in to fight our battles, especially if we can't fight the battle ourselves. People who give their lives to protect others is a sacrifice worth remembering. We remember people who risked and gave their lives to protect our country. We remember people who have helped us during natural disasters like fire and flood. And we remember people who have reached out and rescued us in times of crisis and need, illness and grief. God reaches out to us every day. He steps into our battles and never leaves us. He takes on our battles as if they were his own. And he gives us the strength to cope with them. But how do we know that? God showed us the depths he would go to by giving us his son, Jesus. Jesus sacrificed himself to demonstrate God's willingness to step in and rescue us. Thanks to Jesus, we don't have to fight life's battles on our own. That is someone worth remembering. edition of Heart and Soul to a close. Our speaker was the Reverend David Evans. If you've been blessed by Heart and Soul, why not drop us a line? Our email address is heartandsoulmusic at bigpond.com. We have a website. It's heartandsoul.org.au. Or you might like to write to this radio station in appreciation for them bringing us to you. Heart and Soul is an Australian program. 